Hello everyone, welcome to the 5 Minutes Podcast. Today, I'd like to continue the discussion about the closure, the end and the pain of the end. But right now, I want to talk in a different way. I want to talk about your exit strategy. Let's suppose that you are closing a project or you are leaving a job. So what you should do? And you may ask me, oh, this sounds strange because if I want to leave and someone offer me a better salary or a better job, I will just go to my boss, I'm leaving, then I go to HR, sign the documents and leave. And that's it. And that's it. Yes, you can do that. But maybe this is not the smartest way of doing that. Because every single job you had in your life Every single project you have in your life is a fantastic opportunity for you to grow your network, to know people. Because, you know, life is so crazy. Sometimes you meet someone here and 20 years later you meet them again. And 30 years later you meet again. And these meetings are part of the life. So you need to have a good network. And look, I'm not trying to play here that I'm perfect. I mess it up many, many times, okay? But with that, I'm trying to learn. And what I suggest you to think, it's to think about four pillars every time you decide to promote an exit from your job, from your project, every time you are facing an end on something. So the first thing is, what is the feeling of the organization with your departure? And it's not the feeling of your boss. It's the feeling of the organization. So how you can leave creating the lowest possible impact and damage on the organization. And I know that many of you say, I don't care about the company. The day I leave, I want them to blow up. I want them to go to bankruptcy. This is not smart. I need to tell you, this is definitely not smart. Because you will have a line in your CV where you spend 10 years that is now in a fraud, that is now in bankruptcy, it's not good. Everybody wants to be part of a winning team, not a failing team, not a losing team. So think about how I can create and support the organization during this time. So how I can create the lowest amount of damage. The second is succession. And I know succession is also very polemic and very counterintuitive because many people say, if I have a very strong someone to succeed me, oh, I will be at risk because then they will just dispose me and change me for someone that is cheaper. And this, let me tell you, if a company is thinking like that, this company does not deserve you. They do not deserve. You should do something else. So succession is something that can free your mind and your time to do new things. Because many times, if you don't prepare successor, you get stuck your whole life doing the same thing. If you want to explore new things, you need to create people that are competent, that can go behind you, creating their own plan. So you grow people with you. And this is one of the most relevant aspects of leadership that we aim to build when we are leading in these challenging times. So succession. So you need to understand, okay, if I leave, what kind of support can I give to the organization to bring them options of succession that will create less damage? And I need to tell you, it's not I'm not talking that you will be perfectly 100% replaceable, 
because people are different, but you need to think about succession. And I love to tell you, recently I was talking to friends that live here in Portugal, and one of their pets is very old and it's getting sick. So it's approaching, I would say, the end of the pet's life. And now they are buying a new pet, a new young pet. And it's not because they want to replace, but they want to make sure that there is a transition because they feel so much in love by having pets that this is a transition that will help them to cope with the loss of the loved one. So this is just an example for didactical reasons on how you need to be mindful when you think about succession. The third pillar is your team. Remember, many people around you when you leave were hired by you. You hired them. You brought them to that organization and now you're leaving. Imagine that on that small team you were the captain and you were leaving the boat. And how do you think they will feel? So what is my suggestion for you? Is that every time you are building a team, you need to understand and empower them to saying, look, we are now on this magic journey together. But maybe in one year, maybe in two, maybe in three, each of us will go to a different boat and sail in a different water. And this is the way you develop a team. So you need to create a team that over time becomes so independent and so empowered that they can live by themselves. Because imagine you, the only one leading a very, I would say, immature team. If you leave, what will happen? You will not only destroy the organization, but you will destroy the team. People will feel the betrayal. People will be sad with you. And this is not what you want. It's not the kind of energy you want for your life. Many times, people that used to work with me 10, 20 years ago, they now became clients. Students that were my students 20 years ago, they became clients. Or maybe I will work tomorrow for one of the people that used to be my employees in the past. And it's natural. You know, things change. And last but not least is communication. It's how you want the internal stakeholders, the external stakeholders, the community, the people around you to feel with your departure. You don't leave and just leave and disappear. Don't do that. Even if you are angry, even if something on this departure is challenging you, you need to communicate properly. You need to explain your reasons. You need to create a positive message for everything. Because if you don't do that, people will start putting their ideas out and maybe their ideas are not what you really think are the true reasons. So think always about that, the communication. So even when, for example, you are finishing a project or you are retiring, you need to communicate in a proper way, the way and why you are deciding doing that and how you believe that the company will be in good hands by the others, team members you put there. And please, one more time, I know that the departure is painful and I said this last week. And many times we are so contaminated by this bad mood of the departure that we just say, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. The company does not care about me. I'm just leaving. And you miss the opportunity because, you know, in the future, when we meet these people again, there is 
only happiness. And please, I'm not perfect. Again, I mess it up many times. Many times, okay? Many times. I did things that I would never do if I had the chance today. But I did, you know, it's part of my DNA today. But, you know, you need to work hard to every time you finish or you close a door, you make sure that you have the willingness and the ability to open that door again and be proud of what you did and be proud of that. And this is the main aspect of this what I'm calling exit strategy you. So think about that always when you are in a transition from, please, from your job to the end of your marriage, to the end of your project, to the end of your career, to the end of your PhD, to the end of your MBA. Always think in a more holistic way than only about yourself and moving away. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Sorry for it being very long, but this was something I wanted to share with you. Okay, have a wonderful week. See you next week with another five minutes podcast.